Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of another budget dynamic microphone. That microphone being the relatively new Mackie EM89D. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $70, and like always, I'll throw some links in the description down below. For this review, I have the microphone running directly into the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. I'm recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz. My gain is set at around 4 o'clock, and I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost the audio a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. What a big, big surprise you're going to get the microphone. You'll get a microphone mount, which does not come with a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter. You'll get a 16-ish foot XLR to XLR cable, a zippered storage pouch to store the microphone and microphone mount, and a little bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, I really have no complaints about this thing. It has an all-metal handle to it. The metal mesh grill is very firm and does not have any give to it. Around the grill, you do have this angular ring so the microphone doesn't roll away when you set it down. As we move around the microphone, there are no buttons or on-off switches. The bottom of the microphone, you'll find the XLR port. And if this matters to you, the microphone is made in China. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 50 hertz to 16 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 52 dB, and an impedance of 600 ohms. Now I'm spinning around the 89D to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's what it sounds like from the rear of the capsule. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, there we go, and then rotating and ending at the front of the mic. Now let's test the plosive rejection of this thing. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I'm right on top of the microphone so you can hear what kind of proximity effect this microphone has while I pop the microphone simultaneously. Now I'm about three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how it sounds. Now I'm about one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And now I'm typing on the sad W keys in case you're one of those gaming types that just types on th them or something. Now here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room when I don't set the exposure on my webcam. Now to see how well the microphone rejects shocks, I'll go ahead and tap on my desk to see how much of that noise it can reject. And I'll tap on the boom arm. Next, I'll go ahead and tap on the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Also, because this is a handheld microphone, I'll go ahead and pass it back and forth between my hands so we can see what kind of handling noise it picks up.
And although I do not condone this behavior, I will go ahead and cup the microphone so you can hear how it sounds in case you are doing that. You can hear how it affects the frequency response. Now I have let go of it and it opens the microphone sound up quite a bit. And again, I'll go ahead and cup the microphone. There you go. That is how the microphone performs in that situation. Next, we're going to do a very quick spoken word comparison between the EM91D or 89D and a bunch of other handheld microphones on the market so we can see how it stacks up against the competition. Like always, we'll start on the mic that we're reviewing. This is the EM89D, three inches off, gain at four o'clock. Check the lower third and let's jump to the first mic. First up, we are on the Behringer XM8500. This is a $20 to $25 XLR dynamic microphone. I am three inches off of this thing. Gain is still set at four o'clock. And here is how it sounds. Let's jump back to the Mackie and do some more comparisons. A lot more comparisons. Again, on the 89D, I have not changed anything. Here is how it sounds. Same distance, same gain. Let's jump to the next microphone. Now we are on the Shure SM48. This is a $40 handheld dynamic microphone. I am three inches off. I almost said six, but three inches off. Gain at four o'clock. Here's how it sounds. About half the price of the Mackie. Does it sound better or worse? Let's jump back and do some more of these. All right, just in case you were wondering, this is what the 89D sounds like. Just listen to it and get a feel for the tone before we jump to the next one. Now we are on the Lewitt MTP250DM. This is an $80 handheld dynamic microphone. I am three inches off, gain at four o'clock, check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. And let us jump to the next microphone because we are done with this one. Again, on the 89D in between every single microphone we will be doing this. Here's how it sounds. Let's jump to the next comparison. Next, we are on the ElectroVoice ND76. This is a $100 handheld dynamic microphone, three inches off, gain at four o'clock. Listen to the tone of this thing, check the lower third to see how much I boosted it, and let's jump to the next microphone. Back on the EM89D again, nothing has changed. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these microphones in post, and let's jump to the next microphone. Next, we are on the Audix OM2. I know, OMG, what a shocker. This is another $100 handheld dynamic microphone. Nothing has changed. Three inches off, gain at four o'clock. And here's how it sounds. Let's jump back to the Mackie so we can do a bunch more of these. In case you've forgotten, the EM89D is $70, I think. I think I've forgotten. But regardless, here's how the microphone sounds. Let's jump to the next one. Now we are on the AKG D5, another $100 handheld dynamic microphone. I am three inches off. My gain is still at four o'clock. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. And there you go. AKG's $100 dynamic offering. Let's jump back to the Mackie. Again, we are on the EM89D. Here is how it sounds. Just listen to it. Get a feel for it before we jump to the next microphone. And let's do that right now. Now I am on the Sennheiser E835, another $100 handheld dynamic microphone. And I think this is officially the midpoint of the comparisons. Three inches off, gain at four o'clock, check the lower third, and we've got more of these to do. So let's 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 get get a jumping on it. Let's let's go let, let's go. 
Nothing has changed, but we have a lot of these to do, and I'm not going to ramble any longer. Here is the EM89D. Let's go to the next one. I know y'all weren't expecting to get out of this without hearing the Shure SM58, another $100 handheld dynamic microphone, a classic, an industry standard, here's how it sounds, gain it 4 o'clock, 3 inches away. Let's do more of these, because we've got more to do. I bet you didn't think we were going to still be doing these things, but yes we are. There are a lot that we're comparing. This is the EM89D. Let's jump to the next comparison that we're doing. Next, we are on one of my all-time favorites, the SE Electronics SEV7. This is a $100 handheld dynamic. I bet you weren't expecting to hear that. Three inches off, gain at four o'clock. Here's how it sounds. We've got a couple more to go, so hold your horses. Don't get your panties in a bunch or something that's going to offend somebody. Let's jump back to the Mackie. And here's the EM89D again. We are still not done. I think we have a couple more to go. Here's how it sounds. Let's let's jump it. Let's jump it. Do into the next one, whatever that means. Now we are on the Bayer Dynamic TGV70D, and I pronounced it that way intentionally. I am three inches off. My gain is at four o'clock, and I think this is a bit hot. But I said TGV because I like that guy. Good channel. Great stuff over there. Okay, next microphone. All right, we are back on the EM89D, and we are still not done. I know we've been doing a lot of these, but somebody's going to find it helpful, so let's jump to the next one. All right, we're jumping up quite a bit in price. By the way, that buyer dynamic is $200. Now we are on the Neumann KMS105, a $700 handheld condenser microphone. I just had to include it because it was sitting on the desk because I love this thing, and here's how it sounds. Oh. Gain is still at actually 4 o'clock, but 48 volts, is fan 48 volts phantom power is on, and I am 3 inches off of this thing. Let's jump back in to do two more comparisons, I think. Back on the 89D again, I will say just be happy you're not the one filming it or editing it because that's the nightmare. You just get the pleasure of listening to it or skipping it, if that's what you opt to do. Next microphone. And here we go. We are on another oddball. This is the Bayer Dynamic M160, a ribbon microphone. Again, I just had to include this because it was on my desk and I love this thing. This is a $700 microphone and gain it 100%, three inches off. There you go. Let's jump back and I think we have one last comparison to do. And I believe this is going to be the very last microphone we're comparing it against. Huh. What could it be? I have no idea. Let's let's see what it is. And lastly, we are on the Neumann U87AI. This is a $3,600 multi-pattern studio condenser microphone. Not a fair comparison, but I'm doing it for context and to get my money's worth. Cardioid mode, 11 o'clock gain, and there you go. Let me know which of these microphones was your favorite. I know we did a lot of them, 13 of them, for bad luck, and let's jump to the music test.
I've got a dynamic mic I wanna test So we can see how it sounds I don't really care about all of the rest At least not in this video So how's it sound? Sorry if my voice is a little bit raspier than usual. The smoke from the fire are are killing me. The smoke from the fire are killing me, as well as English language be hard for me to speaketh that language. And a click is blaring in my ears, and I can't think straight anymore. This is no way to work. This is no way to work. How am I supposed to? Let's go to the outro. Okay, all things considered, for the price, I'm pretty impressed with what Mackie is offering here. And first up, in terms of pros, the microphone did a pretty good job at background noise rejection and rejection of room tone in the completely untreated room, and the build quality of the microphone feels pretty impressive. And then as far as cons, I think that the proximity effect on this thing can be a bit overpowering, so you will need to pay attention to your microphone technique, and I know people will scream at me in the comments saying, oh, you're three inches away from the microphone, this terrible microphone, shut up. Also, sorry, also the handling noise on this thing was not that good, it, it picked up quite a bit of that, and the plosives picks up a lot of that. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone, on the electric guitar I found the lows and low mids to be a bit undefined and boxy and muddy sounding, really not impressive down there. The top end is really crisp and clear, but also a little bit sizzly, and that just leads to somewhat of a V-shape on the electric guitar, which is not typically something I look for but maybe that's something you're into. For me, not going to be something I would typically reach for. Then on the acoustic guitar, I actually kind of liked it, which I was surprised by. Yes, the same holds true. The low end is a bit unclear and muddy, but the top end was a lot more lively sounding than what I'm used to for a dynamic microphone, and I think this could easily work on the acoustic in a pinch if you throw a bit of EQ on to clean up the low end. In a pinch, it could work on the acoustic, but if you have other options available, you're probably going to be able to find something a little bit better. Next up for singing, the top end is incredibly crisp and clear, but at the same time, it gets a little bit sharp and sibilant sounding. The low end was not a problem on my voice because I don't have too much of a low end to my voice. If you have a very bassy and powerful and dominant voice, it may not be a really good fit, but also it has that V-shaped sound to it, lots of lows, lots of highs, and the mids are a little bit recessed, and I found that pretty beneficial and enjoyable on a voice like mine, which is kind of nasally, kind of nasally and closed off sounding, it helps clear that up a little bit. And lastly, for spoken word, what more can be said? It has a dominant low and low midsection. The top end is boosted quite heavily, and you get a very crisp sound, and you end up getting a V-shape where the mids kind of take a back seat. And in the comparisons for spoken word, it made every other microphone sound like it had a claustrophobic closed-off midsection in comparison to this microphone. So if that's something you're looking for, it cleans up that midsection and seems to scoop it right out pretty well. 
And to wrap up, would I recommend the Mackie EM89D? Maybe. I do think it's awesome that Mackie is offering such a different sound profile for a handheld dynamic microphone. That was very apparent when we compared it against 13 other microphones. Sounded completely different from all of them. But with that being said, due to the issues with plosive rejection and handling noise rejection, I don't necessarily think that would make this microphone ideal for stage use. So if I was looking for a stage dynamic microphone, that would probably lead me in a different direction. Also, if you have a voice that's a lot bassier than mine, this may not be a good fit for you because on my voice, the low mids do start to get a little bit dominant. And if you have a very bassy dominant voice, that may end up being a bit much. But as far as who I would recommend it for, if you're looking for an affordable handheld dynamic microphone for studio use and you do want that V shape with a powerful low end and a dominant boosted top end, then I think for 70 bucks, it's a pretty interesting package and it offers a pretty unique sound. And I think that's gonna wrap up for today. So if you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, big ol' thumbs down. And I've got nothing else to say. Thanks so much for watching. I'll talk to you later. Bye.